Well, joining me in studio right now, I have John Booker and Rachel Hirsch of I Was Totally Destroying, a band out of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. You guys are playing tomorrow night, Cherry Bounce. Yeah. I believe you go on at 6 p.m.? That, that is true. That's what I believe, too. Yeah. Yeah. In between uh, two wrestling matches, I think. Oh, wow. No I think those are happening right in front of the stage we play on. And, uh, yeah, I don't really know the whole uh, story, but there's yeah. local music all day, a lot of great bands playing, and then wrestling, and then us, and then wrestling again, and then a couple more bands after Should that. Should be entertaining. <laughs> really? I mean, what can you say? <laughs> yeah. Really combining Raleigh's two great loves. So. Yeah. Music yeah. and wrestling. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we also have to mention that you just came out with a single, it's called the Get Big, and it's 7-inch. Yes. So is it the Get Big 7-inch, or is it just the Get Big? It could be whatever you get want it to be. We, ju- yeah. we just call it the Get Big 7-inch. Yeah. And I have to say, like, this is like my favorite album artwork <laughs> ever. I, I, it is hilarious. It's, what are y'all decked out in like, some new wave, like 80s stuff? or? Well, when we were... Not quite Flock of Seagulls. But, <laughs> not quite. Yeah. We're, all, we're all kind of different genres of the 80s. Like, John is kind of the almost a stray catsy type of right. uh, rockabilly guy. The leather slicked back yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Kurt looks like he's in 38 Special, which is awesome. <laughs> but when we were recording the um, the tracks that were on that, we were like, oh, man, what are we going to call this? Because we, we didn't really know how to... I don't know how these two things fit together, and I actually came up with the idea. Really? I'm, yeah, remember? And you didn't like it at first, and then you, you came back to me the next day. You were like, because... Well, I think I didn't like it because it's stupid, but that's what made me like it. <laughs> but it, se- like, it, seemed, it seemed appropriate for the whole like, concept. I was just like, can we call it... Well, the two songs, um, Big Country, which is the A-side, and then the B-side, um, The Big Rock, which is something that we wrote... Uh, they both had the word big in them, and I was like, can we just be complete jerks and call it something like big or get big? Oh, then, your original idea was to rip off the cover art for Tom Hanks's Hanks big, big yeah. movie, like the the, the uh, VHS yes. box for that, but that would have been too difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the band didn't like that idea at first, but then the next day, John was just kind of like, you know, that's uh, That's, that's stupid actually. enough to work. <laughs> the yeah. girl in the band work. always wins, yeah. right? Ah, uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> With my yeah. feminine wild. <laughs> as far as recording this, where was it recorded at? Uh, we recorded it at the same studio that this band has done everything at, mm-hmm. uh, that we've ever recorded to this point. Uh, Warrior Sound in Chapel mm-hmm. Hill. Yeah, we've been going to them for three years now. Yeah. And uh, we're about to break that cycle. We're, we're actually going to go back and record with them. I think at the end of the year we're going to record a, another EP. But uh, we're about to do a song at Night Sound Studios in Chapel Hill. Uh, for this cool compilation that right. they're putting the together. The musical, uh, musical chairs, chairs compilation. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be our first uh, venture to a different studio for yeah. this band. I mean, I've Nervous. recorded a lot of different local studios, but this band has pretty much stayed with Warriors so far. And So we're doing that one song, and then uh, next year at some point we're recording... Yeah. A full length in Minneapolis at a yeah. completely different studio. So. Right? Are you nervous at all for a new studio setting, or are you looking very, forward to it? Very I'm nervous. Terrified. Actually. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm scared about night sound because this is revealing my age a little bit. But it'll be the first time I've ever recorded in an analog studio. Like uh, Warrior Sound is completely mm-hmm. digital, absolutely everything. So I, uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it's to not expect. It, it won't be that weird. You'll be splicing okay. in the back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll be the, taping them together. I don't think we're gonna get that in depth on it or anything. But yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely gonna be different. We've just gotten really accustomed to working with uh, Mitch and Al at that studio. Right. So uh, and they're really old friends of mine. So it's. We've had this sort of comfort zone with them, and uh, it's definitely going to be breaking out of that pretty big for these next few projects. But. Why this format? Why did you decide to go with a 7-inch? 
So we we started playing uh, the cover of In a Big Country last year. We were uh, we went out on tour, and we usually like to learn a new cover song when we go out on the road. It's just kind of always been a way of sort of I, I find it a way to connect with people that you've never played it in front of before that kind of don't know what your band's all about, and sort of just tell them a little bit more about where you're coming from by having that that reference point of you know music that they might know and love as well. So. We we learned that and we started playing it. A bunch of people told us that it was sounding good and that we should actually record it. And uh, we thought about that for a while and we ended up doing it. And I think we were just planning on releasing it with the with the B side as a digital thing. And we sent the songs to our label and they said, uh, "Why don't you make it a full on seven inch?" And we had wanted to do that, but I think yeah. we were really hesitant. We were like, "Ah, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if there's really you know if it's really appropriate to just go all out and do that." But our, no, there label, are, our label rules, and they suggested it. So there are digital copies. Yes, of this yes. As well. uh, you can get the two songs on the seven inch are on like iTunes and things like that. But there's a bonus track that comes if you actually get the physical copy as well. So and it comes with right. a digital download card. So yeah, if yeah. you don't have a record player, you can just look at it. Just put it on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and take a listen. Yeah, uh, this song is called "In a Big Country." That's right, and it's. But I was totally destroying it. It's sort my of. big country. No, it's, oh it's my called, god! It's covered. It's covered. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to take responsibility. <laughs> we did not write the song. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cup of tea by I was totally destroying it. That was off of their horror horror vacuum. Boy, I yeah. cannot talk. Horror vacuum. Horror, horror vacuum. Yeah. Uh, album, and that came out what about a year ago? Uh, well, not October two thousand. Yeah, right? about yeah, nine so months ago. Creeping up. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are incredibly prolific. I mean, you guys are always recording. It seems you know EP after album after EP after single. You know, I mean, uh, do you just write a lot? I mean, what what it comes? Where do you get all this from? There are a couple of different answers for this. One is me speaking for John in that John wrote a whole lot of music like a you take it from here because <laughs> I'm not going to oh, okay. talk about you when well, you're right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you were just trying. Somebody asked that question the other day and I, I actually think it's uh, yes and no uh, that we're prolific because I actually feel like we've done the things in between the EPs and the and the seven inch now. But basically, all those things are pretty spread out, I think. I think most bands usually tend to do a full length every two years. It seems to be the norm of mm, modern your music. Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, they, I mean, definitely, like, back in the day, bands put out albums a lot more often. Right. And there's some bands that put them out a lot, a lot less often. But uh, for it seems like for most, like, modern rock or indie rock bands, it's about every two years. And right. we're we're on target with that now. We put out two full lengths, and we've been around almost four years. So... But the stuff in between is kind of spread out too. It feels like we do it every six months six or something. Months. We put out, you know, three or four more songs, I guess. But, but, and so I'm saying, like, I, I don't know if we're really that prolific in my mind, but at the same time, comparatively, I guess, I guess maybe we are to a lot of bands, maybe in the local scene. And I don't, I don't really know why or anything. I just think that, uh, I think we get bored at practice because we, we practice a whole lot. And, I mean, there's only so many times you can run through the set or work on the one thing you have to work on. Like, we really have fun working on new music. And when, how do I say this? So we basically, we put out our albums, and then as soon as they're out, they're out. You know, like, we're kind of, it takes so long to put out an album that I'm You're kind ready of, for the I'm, on, I'm on to the next yeah. thing by the time it's out. Like, we put out 
part of that queen. I was really proud of it. And I was like, well, okay, what do we do next? Right. <laughs> yeah, I've always worked You're just like impatient. that. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, for me, it's not so much like the boredom and practicing or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just that uh, my favorite thing to do in a band is to write new songs, work them up with the band, and then go in the studio. Like, all that stuff comes before playing live, which is also fun, but... Absolutely, my favorite thing to do in the world is to write and record new music. Right. So, for me, it's just always wanting that feeling. You know, right. uh, I get yeah, I get really kind of almost homesick. You know, talking about how we've uh, uh, recorded the same studio a whole bunch of times, and we've you know, I've probably spent I've probably spent four months of my life at that studio at this point. You know, so like all together, and uh, I, I just miss it. So for me, it's like I want to write again, so we can go back in the studio and hang out mm-hmm. with Mitch and Al and. You know, do all this, and it's just, yeah, it's so creatively fulfilling for me to do that. So, well, now you say that you love to write and create new music, and yet on the side you have a U two cover band. <laughs> well, yes. Do you ever get tired of playing U two songs? We've actually kind I of. I know John put doesn't. That, right? I don't, but everyone else definitely. <laughs> well, does. we've kind of put it on hold for now. Like we just played our our last U two show for mm-hmm. a while, but um. <clears throat> I didn't get tired of it. I, like we, we we have we have like decided yeah. to not do it for a while. But uh, for me, it wasn't being tired of hearing or singing or whatever the YouTube stuff. It was more just like it's it's the it's the hardest workout I've ever had in my entire it's life. Really hard. Like the we you know when we have band practices, it's four hours straight of of singing these crazy songs that are at the absolute top of my register. And it's been like it, it's kind of like I mean it's it's abusive to like my vocal cords really hard so <laughs> that was part of the reason i was just starting to lose my voice and I, I decided we should do that for me and james specifically james having to play drums for that long you know we play like yeah. 30 of their songs right. and it just it wears you out really quick so to answer your question yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um there were there were a couple of areas of u2 that i got sick of playing like uh we used to play a song off of the pop album that i didn't like to play and there are a couple of songs that i'm just like eh, i don't really care about this time in u2's history but it, but for the most part they have such a long enough history and a, and a compelling and diverse enough batch of songs that it wasn't that bad to play them all the time if you're out there listening and you have no idea what we're talking about i was totally destroying it also has a u2 cover band <laughs> called i was totally destroying u2 and from what i understand and from what i've seen you guys are one of the best u2 cover bands that I, I, I mean, I, you're the only one I've seen, but apparently people think that you guys are just great. So Thanks. yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. <laughs> but you're on hold for a while, yeah. focusing on. Mm-hmm. I was totally destroying it. We have our own so. days and we have our off days, but uh, I can speak because I don't play an instrument in that. I just sing. I can speak for the for the rest of the band as if I'm not even in it. The, I mean, the band from learning the songs for the first time, I thought it was just going to be this huge disaster. I was like, you can't do this. You don't know what you're doing. You need to learn the part better. And I was like really hard on everybody. And then eventually it just, (laughs) it just all really came together. And now like, I'm just like in awe of the band when they play through these songs. I'm just like, like me being the obsessive fan that I am. And I hear my band playing the songs. I can't even tell the difference sometimes. So uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible, but we are not going to do it for quite a while. I don't know when we're doing it again, but no time soon. Let me throw a bone at you here. This (laughs) is just me being really lazy. Okay. I was totally destroying it as a long name. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's even, it's a long abbreviation, I-W-T-D-I, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Do, you know, do you ever get tired of saying, I was totally destroying it? There have been a couple of um, variations of the name. Like, I say destroying it. We went on tour with this band that called us I Was, 
Like they'd be like, did you talk to the I was guys? And that, that was, was weird. weird. Um, <laughs> my dad calls it TDI, That's which, weird. which is weird. And uh, my mom calls it IWTDI because she has to say the whole thing <laughs> and enunciate. But uh, destroying it is fine. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't like saying it. Yeah. But I, there, we would uh, when we first went on. So I think the very first tour we did, we we would play with some friends of ours. This guy is now in Kesha's band. Fun fact. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, he's a buddy of mine, and uh, but in his old band at the time, uh, we played some shows with him, and he told me he'd come up to me after the shows and be like, "You have a great band name. You say it so fast when you're on stage, and you know, when you introduce the band, it's like, hi, we're I was so strong. And he's like, "No one has any idea what your band is called <laughs> when you do that." And he's like, "You need to say it slower yeah. and say it with pride." But that's the thing. I've always been, you know, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed by the name because that's kind of the. Do point. you not like the name? Uh, I like the name, but it's meant to be ridiculous. I mean, like the new seven inch that we have, it's meant to be stupid. So I do a lot of things like that. You know, yeah. I'm pretty self deprecating. So I I just. I think the problem is then that some people don't understand. Some yeah, people, they, they're like, what do they mean by that name? Do they really think they're destroying it? And it's just like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> Between you guys and hammering them where the fingers. Right. I mean, those are like <laughs> two of the longest names and yep. ridiculous names, I guess you could say. <laughs> right, we'll get off this topic. We're going to play another track here off your new single. This is The Big Rock, and you, y'all actually wrote this We one. wrote this one. This right. is not yeah. Big Country. Right. So this is The Big Rock. It's by I Was Totally Destroying It right here on The Local Beat. That is the beast. The song is called Translation. And Rachel, you have a personal connection to that band. Yeah, my brother Eric plays keys for the beast. Yeah. So, uh, Big That's your fun fact. The two musical members of the family and mm-hmm. some two prominent bands here in the Triangle. Yeah. And you all are playing with the Beast as well as Museum Mouth and Jews and Catholics, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. This yes. coming Thursday at, at Tiernanog yep. for a local beer, local band. Yeah, it's our it's basically the big release party for the the seven inch the songs that we've been playing. And uh yeah, it's uh it's gonna be awesome. It's starting a lot earlier, I think, than most uh local beer local bands do. Uh mm-hmm. they usually start around ten. There this are four bands. Yeah, yes. it's right. like probably one of the biggest lineups that has ever been on one of those shows. So uh um we're starting off with Museum Mouth from Wilmington. They are awesome. I think a lot of people around here really like them. I meant to mm-hmm. bring their music. Oh up, no, we, they've been getting airplay. Oh, oh really? Great, great, wow, great. okay, awesome. Yeah, they they are fantastic. And uh yeah, we should play them. Yeah, they're they're from Wilmington, they're great, and they're starting at nine, I think. Followed by Jews and Catholics uh, from Winston-Salem, and they're incredible. This is the first time we're playing with them. Right. I'm excited about that. And the Beast, also the first Wait, time. Wait, Jews and Catholics are playing at Cherry Bounce. That's right. They're playing yeah. the same. So, uh, uh, I think they're playing a couple hours before us tomorrow. Right. And, uh, yeah, and then. Before the wrestling. Before the wrestling. <laughs> before the wrestling starts. And uh, and then, yeah, the Beast. And, uh, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. With the, yeah. I mean, I grew up with most of those guys. And then Rachel's brother is also in the band. and. Uh, and then us, and it's we're, gonna be really fun. We're dressing up as our uh, our alter egos from the seven oh, inch right. cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a lot of other stuff too. Uh, I'm gonna since it's so 80s themed, since we covered in a big country and stuff, and uh, because of the actual photo shoot, we're so we're dressing up. We're doing all that. I'm also gonna be playing tons of 80s dance music in between the bands and after the bands. So those sh- we're trying like to make a dance it a party. we're trying to make it a dance party, right. and everybody should that's gonna come should uh, definitely dress up in their favorite 80s gear. Uh, so just go all out, 80s dance party style. And go. then also, apparently Loco Pops are going to be there, and they're making at least one 
custom flavor for oh, right. us, like at, named after I was totally destroying it or something. I don't know. I was all totally the destroying Loco Pops. Exactly. Like yeah, they they wanted to be a part of it, and it's awesome. So we're really excited about that. And, right. Yeah, and then. Well, oh, we were going to talk about the... Yeah, I have to, because <laughs> oh. y'all just told me this. Apparently, the Cherry Bounce is like a wrestling theme this year. Yes. And y'all just told me that you're dressing up as wrestlers. Well... Oh, wait, well, it, superheroes. Yeah. We're, we're, it's, it's weird, yeah. I think somehow, I don't really understand, but I think somehow the people that organized the, the event wanted to tie in wrestling superheroes. and superheroes. Yeah. And also, they asked, uh, Lake Inferior are playing earlier in the day tomorrow, um, in the in the mid afternoon, I think, and they're going as intergalactic themed, which I guess means that they're dressing up as aliens or something. I'm not exactly sure. Beastie but, Boys comes so, to mind. So yeah, mm-hmm. the, the people that put the the show together really just wanted like it to be special and have the bands do something crazy. So yeah. I know that Lake Inferior is dressing up as something ridiculous, and we're dressing up as ridiculous. Uh, superheroes We've made that we made out. Also, oh, you're not actually dressing up as already made superheroes. No, yeah, we're not going no, as no. Batman or anything like that. It's all silly, self-referential mm-hmm. uh, superheroes, essentially. For if us. you had a superpower, what would it be? <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say what my costume is tomorrow because I'm okay with letting the world know. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be the Incredible Sulk. So. <laughs> My superpower power is just really being able to bring everybody down around me. Like I can spread misery around the room. Like you're a, a villain. <laughs> you're, not a hero. you're not a hero. You're a super villain. Uh, James, uh, our drummer James is gonna, he's going to be a villain. He's going as yeah. Doctor Shock, uh, which is themed <laughs> after he has he has this tattoo of uh, this like little lightning bolt uh, electrical charge guy, and so I think he's like. Uh, conceptualize that into a full costume. I'm going as uh, Former Boy Wonder, which is the name of one of our songs, and that, that's the only reason I'm going because <laughs> we're going to play that song, essentially. But I'm basically going to be this this aging superhero. I'm going to be an old man. So Joe's going to be Jonan the Barbarian. No, Jonan the Barbarish. The Barbarish? Yeah. He's going to be just kind of a... a, a halfway superhero. Yeah. And I think Kurt doesn't know yet. Uh, I think Kurt said he's just going as a fat ninja. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it's kind of like Beverly Hills ninja style. Okay. <laughs> so what about superpowers? Okay, well, superpowers... Or supervillain powers, I guess. If I had a superpower, I'd really love super strength um, just because I think it'd really come in handy loading the van and I wouldn't have to struggle so much as I do right now. <laughs> But basically, the moral is, I don't, I don't know what superpower I would have, but basically, just the, the bottom line is, if you want to see us dressed up looking like complete idiots, you have two <laughs> opportunities. Usual. If you live in Raleigh, if you're around Raleigh, you have two opportunities Within this week. Within the next week. week. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow at Cherry Bounce at 6 o'clock, uh, we will be dressed up as really stupid superheroes that we made up. Yes. Or uh, Thursday at Tiernano for a uh, local beer, local band, and we'll be dressed up as ridiculous awesome. 80s characters yeah. and uh, we will look awesome. the hopscotch Fe- festival you guys are playing the deep south bar that's yeah. true on september 11th any plans to dress up for that i don't think so i'll Maybe be stoked to play a show up, and not dress up i want to dress up like public enemy because <laughs> we're true. playing like right after them we're playing the public enemy after party I yeah. it's being dubbed and uh yeah it should be awesome yeah that's september 11th hopscotch festival and that's a deep south bar uh you'll have an iphones app from yes. Sound Around, mm-hmm. how could someone go about downloading that app? Really, you just go to the iTunes store, and I'm pretty sure if you type in I was totally destroying it, that will be the only app that pops up, <laughs> and I will be really mad if anything else pops up. Yeah, I don't really know how it works, actually. Neither John we nor don't, I have smartphones. Yeah, we don't have we iPhones. Don't have iPhones. But I'm sure if you know how to find apps on your iPhone, you can find the I was totally destroying it app. 
uh, and it's free, and it has our shows and Twitter feeds and other things. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's really cool what they've done, but we none of us have actually experienced it firsthand yet. Yeah. So, yeah, I do not have an iPhone. Either, <laughs> so we're all sort of out of the loop, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but I do have good service with my provider yeah me too. sorry at and ouch uh let's go ahead and play a track we're going to come back we, i want to talk a little bit about the musical chairs compilation that you guys are on as well as triangle live tv cool right here's the sammies with falling out a request by rachel And that was a bonus track off the new single. That's called Mona Lisa Overdrive, which was actually kicked off of the Horror Vacui yeah. album that came out about a year ago. Yeah, it was going to be track number one up until the very last minute. I remember our label kind of freaking out because uh, we had to have it uh, sent off like a week later. And I was I, I wrote him, I was like, we just wrote a new song and... Uh, I, I think I like it way better than Mona Lisa. We need to replace it. And everybody's just like, what are you doing? And uh, we, we got it done, and uh, it ended up being, yeah, the first track uh, that ended up being on the record is called Beneath You All The Way. And so we kicked off that track we just heard, and now it's the bonus track for the new 7-inch. And we kicked it off because, yeah, we just thought that the new song we had written was so much better, and Rachel hated Mona Lisa Overdrive. She still kind of does. I do not like that song. You don't I, play it live. We, we haven't played we it live in a really long time. We, we played it live maybe like five or six times uh, over a year ago. And, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, it just kind of, it was, I was so excited about it. I was like, this is the opening track. It's going to rule. And then I just lost favor with it, really. Yeah. And uh, But when we kicked it off, our guitar player, Curtis, was really mad about that. I think it's still one of his favorite songs that we have. So I think he's a little bummed that it's only available as a bonus track for people that buy the seven inch. You have to get the vinyl. Yeah, yeah, you have to get you have to get the actual physical copy to get the song. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, some people like that song. Uh, Rachel does not. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, how do you decide to what to play live? And when you create a new song, how do you decide? You know what? Like this should go in our live, and we should kick this one out. I mean, how do you dis- make that decision? The vague, big umbrella answer is what we think we can make sound the best. What we, will translate the yeah, best? Yeah, what will translate the setting. best live? Um, for the most part, we write. Do you our mean songs. by inner inner energy or just sonic nature? Yeah. Like, can but that, we? But that is can John it. and I sing the right notes? Will James be able to play this? Will Joe and Kurt right. be able to mimic that? Or? Like on our on our older twelve inch thing that we had, the, the two EPs. Um, th- there's some songs on there that are more acoustic based and more. Uh, studio stuff with the atmosphere is part of the the element of the song I think mm-hmm. and uh, those songs we don't play live very much just because uh, we're not suited for that we're a loud band and a lot of the time trying to convey that with some of those uh, more intricate or just uh, intimate I, well I was actually going to use both those words <laughs> intricate mm-hmm. and intimate because they're, they're they're more complex musically in some ways and they're quieter and more subdued, so they're just harder for us to, you know, James plays drums really hard and stuff, so it's mm-hmm. just hard It's hard for us to convey that sometimes. But, um, yeah, I think that's the thing. We, we tend to do the rock stuff live uh, a little bit more. Just the songs that have the most energy on record tend to have even more energy uh, on stage. And uh, But at the same time, we're trying to shift that now. Um, you know, as, you asked about... Uh, when do we decide if you know we write a new song if it should come into the set? Um, we've been thinking about that differently recently. We used to, you know, we'd write a song one week and we'd be playing it live the next. And I'm trying 
for us not to do that as much lately. We have a whole bunch of new songs, and we haven't been playing most of them live yet because I want to give them time to sort of gestate and uh, become more fully formed b- before we start taking them out there. That was the thing. We used to, a lot of bands do that. You test them out in front of the crowd, and you see what people like, and then they evolve over time in front of people, and we wanted to do that differently this time. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, it's just it's a tough call. I mean, we have so many songs that... Well, the main way we decide what we play is that we try to sh- uh, shake it up as much as we possibly can. We almost never play the same set two nights in a row. We kind of have our go-to songs. There's maybe ten songs that mm-hmm. we feel these sound, these always sound really good live, so we should play them the most often. Um, songs that we're just the most competent at, I guess, is the main point, whether they're loud or soft. Songs we're most competent at and songs that people react to the most, yeah. I guess. And then the rest, we just try to throw in two or three different ones every couple of shows where right. we haven't played this in a while and then throw that out and throw in a replacement for that. And yeah. Yeah. Just to keep it interesting for the people that come out to a lot of the shows and to keep it compelling for people that are seeing us for the first time. That's mm-hmm. the main way we think about it. I do want to mention uh, before we only have a, a short time yeah. left, but you just did a couple of videos for triangle live, mm-hmm. which is, uh, this is a relatively new website. It's triangle live TV. Talk to me a little bit about that. Um, because this was the first time I'd heard about it when y'all started promoting the stuff you did. Yeah, they contacted us. They try to focus on bringing in bands in intimate settings. They uh, we did ours at our house at our practice space. Where it's, a, it's a tiny, yeah. like crammed in. This well, we had we, we we wanted to. The only reason we ended up doing ours at our house is because uh, we had this big pump organ and we had uh, my old Fender Rhodes there. So we had these two big keyboards that we couldn't really like take anywhere else. But what they usually like to do is, I know that they filmed a. A guy, a singer songwriter in a church that was, it's, you know, really good, like big sound in the room and uh, just like intimate setting, um, him just playing in like a, a church pew. Right. And uh, also, uh, they've done, I think they did a band at uh, the Whiskey in Durham, the, the bar there. And uh, that was really cool. Um, just nice atmosphere to it. They just try to get, you know, locations. They try to scout locations for the bands to play and then do it in an intimate setting with basically acoustic-based music. We used a few electric instruments for ours. But, yeah, they, they just want to capture. They have really good recording equipment and um, some nice cameras and stuff, and they just capture bands playing, yeah, three or four songs uh, in that setting. And, um, and y'all did two brand-new tracks. Two, two tracks that we haven't played anywhere else at this point, yeah. Um, so that's that's something cool to check out. Yeah, it's TV, And, uh, yeah, they're really cool people that run the site, and they just started out. There's only, I think we're the fourth band to do it. So it's really neat. Uh, they have a lot of cool ideas for what they want to do in the future. And right. um, Oh, what do we, oh they're, they're filming a band. At Memorial Hall. Yeah, on the, on the stage, completely empty at Memorial Hall, and it, apparently it's going to look awesome. And, oh, and wow. just, like, huge yeah. sound. You know, they, they really try to get in environments where you get that resonance of, of the room that you're in, too, you know. so. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Once more, that's TriangleLive.tv. I was totally destroyed. It has three tracks up there. Two of them are brand new, unreleased. We've been in here talking about the Get Big 7-inch single that has been recently released. The songs in there are In a Big Country by Big Country and The Big Rock by I Was Totally Destroying It. Uh, y'all did a cover of In a Big Country. Yes. I have to mention that. <laughs> yes. You can get that uh, digital download or a vinyl copy. Where could someone pick up? A hard copy of this. Um, they are at School Kids. They're at CD Alley. They're at Bull City Records. They're yeah. at um, Offbeat Music. Offbeat Music. Basically, yeah, all the all yeah. the record stores that we know about in the Triangle. If we miss one, let us know. Please let us um, know. Uh, but yeah, and we try to keep them stocked there. But we didn't do a full uh, full on release for this. Basically, you can get it at those places that are local at our shows and at our label's website, yeah. um, GradeARecords.com. 
Uh, and then, of course, the digital copy is on all the digital retailers. But cool. yeah. Well, John, Rachel, thanks for coming in once more to the thanks local for having beat. Us, yeah, thank Come you. back anytime, and hopefully we'll be seeing you tomorrow at Cherry Bounce as well as Thursday at Tiernanog for a local beer, local band. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back. Calco Hans will be in studio. You're listening to Calco Hans.